And so for the Bears, it's going to be one of the biggest. Wait, what? What are you doing here, Andy? Like, hey. I, wait, hold, what? Why are you in my cold open? Um, or is this is your it, cold open? Is it ours? Is it? Is it ours? Like, well, now this is very confusing because usually I sit here and rant about the Bears for about a minute. I know that you like to to tee up a lot of the stuff on the Browns. Yeah, this feels awkward. So I, I listen. Not to step on it. Should we just ask Sammy to start the show? Sure. Good idea. Let's do it. Sammy, start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. It's going to be sick. Welcome to a very special edition of The Sick Podcast, a collab with Chicago and Cleveland. And I am uh, pleased to be joined with Andy McNamara. I've been waiting to say, I've been waiting to enunciate your name that way. Mac Navera. Like, like an old summer all murder, she wrote. <laughs> Andy Mac yes. Navera. Hey, how you living? How's everything going? I got, look, I got Flacco fever, Adam. Okay. I don't want a cure. I don't want a pill. I got Flacco fever. I'm burning up and I love it. I, you know what? I don't want to start off with the hottest take of all time, but. Uh, I found your team very unlikable with the quarterback that you were you were scheduled to go with at the beginning of the year. Right. I, I like Joe Flacco. And can I just come out and say it? I, I think your team's better with Joe Flacco than you would have been with the other guy. Adam, you are 100% right. That is both depressing, shocking, and since we're living in the present, like, okay, I'll take it. I, you're right. Look, if you're not a Browns fan, Hmm. I don't blame anybody for not liking this team with Deshaun Watson. I, if he went to any other team, I'll admit it. If he went to any other team, I'd be right there with you. But yep. he's on my team, so I got to like him, right? Like, that's that's how it goes. But with Joe Flacco, like Adam, without a doubt, statistically, how the team feels and talks at practice, they feel more confident, and the stats show are better through small sample size, two yep. games with Joe Flacco. Yeah, you know, and I want to tell everybody right now, I know that – you know, I've had a run of success of picking games over the last number of weeks, especially with the Broncos and some other things. And the Browns fans love to come out and be like, what about your Browns? Listen, I, I, was, I severely underestimated the Browns. That is no. And I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, might, I, I did not think your quarterback, regardless of what happened off the field, I just don't think he's very good. I think he's kind of overrated. I think missing so much time was a huge mm-hmm. deal. I really like the way the Browns are constructed right now. I think that Joe, I, I commend Joe Flacco for there was probably a lot of opportunity for him to go here or there. You know, a lot of quarterbacks went down sure. this season, but he really played his cars cards correctly, you know, and just waited for the right opportunity in the right moment. And so now I, you know, they're sitting, they're still in the, I don't know. I was looking at the AFC playoff picture earlier. They're in the playoffs right now. The top uh, wildcard spot. Yeah. So some of the teams chasing him, like Denver's out, uh, the Bills are out. Mm. There's a, the Texans are out. They just lost to the uh, to the Jets, as I correctly predicted, uh, and right. I called my shot. I gotta say, you know, Baltimore's playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. But how do the Browns fans feel? Because I, you know, with Kansas City struggling, uh, some of the other teams not looking that impressive outside of perhaps the Ravens. Is there a team better than the Cleveland Browns right now in the AFC? I, like I, right now, as it stands, Adam, I don't think so. Because you look at Kansas City, Pat Mahomes is crying and whining and running all over the place and freaking out because he faced one bit of adversity. Uh, and then you look at everybody else, right? Steelers are flailing because That's, of the quarterbacks. They're they're actually a playoff team right now, which is wow. just not going. It's not going to hold. 
No, 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 no. And, and so I think right now, and this is crazy to say, because if, Adam, if you took the records away and you said Cleveland Browns on their fourth quarterback <laughs> with missing their two starting offensive tackles, you're on your third yeah. string right tackle. With, oh, by the way, Nick Chubb, not there. Yeah. Um, oh, and your defense is banged up. To be eight and five, it's it's crazy. I think for real, Kevin Stefanski has to be considered one of the coach of the year candidates, like right near the top with how much is he's overcome. No, he's not going to get it. Like, no, no, no. They're they're not going to reward the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's Flacco this, now, though. It's all everyone's. Uh, I, everyone I, I understand. I love Joe Flacco. I I remember seeing him. You know, I was at the Super Bowl in New Orleans when they were victorious mm. over the San Francisco 49ers. I remember running into Joe Flacco. Just not even like not a not necessarily. It was at uh, it wasn't the Acme Oyster House. Was it the Acme Oyster House? Maybe it was. Like, what a stunning. Like, he's a he's a stunning figure when you see him he's taller than you think he is yeah he's more handsome than you think he is and you're just like oh wow like this is this is kind of like a movie star quarterback uh if tom welling you know when he played the the browns quarterback in draft day like oh, this kind of yeah. this kind of character you know and i i think it's a good match and again i'm not trying to placate the browns fans because again i will i will happily admit that back in march yeah. i was absolutely wrong about the browns but they're playing pretty good. But I got to ask you, uh, Joe Flacco's had some success. Love what he's done with uh, uh, David and Joku yeah. because uh, he's been tremendous and he was a great fantasy value. Speaking of fantasy value, underdog fantasy is the best way to play fantasy football and it is free and easy to get started. And better yet, go to underdog fantasy right now. Use the promo code SICK and underdog will match your initial deposit up to $100. If you're out of your traditional fantasy leagues, Underdog Fantasy has a wide variety of ways that you can play fantasy football. You can go out there. They have some pick them games. They have some over-unders. There's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of stuff to explore. So don't sit there and pout because you drafted Patrick Mahomes in the third <laughs> round and you're out of your fantasy playoffs, uh, which is probably a little bit too telling for, for me. Uh, go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app. Use that promo code SICK. You will not be disappointed. Uh, we and Andy and I are both, we're both big fantasy heads. So, yes. and Joku was great, but how big of a concern is it not having your tackles, uh, not only this week, but the coming weeks? Has it been an issue? Uh, what, is the, what is the prognosis there on the offensive line? I'll say this with Joe Flacco, and I, it still sounds so bizarre to say. I have more confidence than even with Deshaun Watson, certainly more with PJ Walker, who got re-signed to the practice squad and rookie yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson. And Adam, we see all the time good. And we're not talking Joe Flacco, some like the elite conversation or anything. He yeah. is a thorough quarterback with that veteran presence where we saw it last week play broke down immediately. He's like, Nope, throw it away. Yeah. The offensive line is fine that way. It's good enough is what I'll say. If there's no other injuries, it's good enough. You have one of the best offensive line coaches in the game and Brian Callahan there, and he's ready to, to kind of mold this, this offensive line like he has all year. So you got the committee with Jerome Ford. You have a good running game to complement that. And Flacco, it's so smooth. And, and let me ask you this. That rust factor, I'm so sick of it with Deshaun Watson. We hear rust, yeah. rust, rust, rust. How come Joe Flacco got off the couch 11 months? I, I, I didn't see any rust in Joe Flacco. We've seen plenty of quarterbacks. I mean – Josh Dobbs has kind of been exposed as a yeah. not not a great NFL starting quarterback. Good backup. So everybody, good backup. I mean, like yeah. that's exactly what you want. But you see how easy it is, especially initially. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of go out there, and teams don't know what to think. They don't know what to expect, and so you can have a little bit of limited success. 
you never got that from Deshaun Watson. Like not even the, like, Hey, we don't know what this guy can do. Like, yeah. no, I, I don't know. There's something, there's something amiss. And I, it's unfortunate that Cleveland gave so much guaranteed money to a player like that. And uh, I know like it's tough as fans, like to kind of live through that and, um, you know, and, yeah. and so, but thankfully all, all the, all the yuck talk, right. Where it's like, yeah, cause like, I don't want to defend the guy. No, like, I don't <laughs> like, wanna, yeah. right. Like, but at the same point, it's my team. So I'm going to be like, well, you're still, you're still right. rooting for the laundry because yes. you were, you were a Browns fan before yep. Deshaun Watson got there and you're going to be a fan when he's long gone. And That's right. That is the thing. I know like uh, one of my friends and colleagues, Rachel Bonetta, who didn't grow up a Browns fan, but she was, she just was like, oh, I'm going to be a Browns fan. And then they got to Sean Watson and then she was out. I'm like, you don't have the history. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, different, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, uh, so I completely understand that. And that's, you know, a lot of sports fandom uh, is that way. Like even uh, for me, you know, being a fan of the, of the uh, LA angels, you know, Tawny leaves. And you're mm -hmm. like, okay, well, like, and people are like, how are you dealing with it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go rooting for Logan O'Hoppy and Zach Neto. Like, yeah. I can't be concerned with the yeah. guys who don't want to be here. Similarly, when you have a guy that you don't necessarily like, you're like, well, there's 52 other guys and a coaching staff mm -hmm. who I really adore, and I'm going to go out and root for them, and I hope that we win. And I really do. And this is one of the things I wanted to talk about because the Bears will never, like, over the last couple of weeks, the Bears have dominated Detroit twice. Now, yeah. the Lions were lucky to get away with one. And they're like, well, the Lions aren't what they were. You're like, okay, fine. And then they beat the Vikings. Like, well, the Vikings aren't very good. You only scored 12 points. Like, well, the Raiders scored none. So oh we, 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 we scored 12 times the points of, yeah. of the Raiders. And, um, and then most, yeah. So, like, they never want to do it. And even now, like, going up against Cleveland, again, I feel like this is a no no win situation, but at the same time, I like I feel like this when you look at the Bears schedule for the remaining part, this feels like the best team. Like this really, mm -hmm. and I love what we've seen out of Jerome Ford, and you know I I don't Kareem know Hunt. I, I, Kareem Hunt has played well, and I, another okay. There's 51 guys on the Browns I'm rooting for. No, um, <laughs> what is it? Is it real? I know you mentioned Kevin Stefanski being in that Coach of the Year yeah. conversation, but what is? What has it been about the Browns? Because I just, again, like I missed the mark on them. Is it just all the defense? Like what's going on there? I think a large part of it comes down to Jim Schwartz and really taking that side of the ball and just switching that culture. Because Joe Woods before, you had the talent, but yeah. it, it just didn't work. But Jim Schwartz has the cachet. He's won a Super Bowl. He's done it for a long time at a high level. And it's working. And he's got the rotation in. And especially when Denzel Ward comes in. Different yeah. looking team when Denzel is not. But there's a true shutdown corner at him. And you bring him in, and what that does, of course, it allows the defensive line. You don't have to blitz, just the front four. But Miles Garrett's banged up a bit now, so it might be a little limited, but you got a nice rotation going. So I really think it's the defense and then just the buy-in. Like when you hear the players spouting the same thing the coach is saying after games, like immediately in the emotion, yeah. you know something's clicked, and it's it's clicked in Cleveland. Yeah, it is one of those things that obviously I'll be picking the Bears this week because I always yeah. do, and it's what I'm going to yeah. be doing. But I think, but but moving forward, you know, I'll tell you this as an outsider, uh, somebody who's been watching the Browns, and again, like I I get it, Brown, like keep bringing it, bring up the thing, like it's fine. Like I yeah, I see that so often on my feed, the video come up, I'm like, leave him alone. It was wrong. I I don't know what you want me to say. Like yeah. it was wrong. Like people are like, uh, some of the other teams I missed on, uh, I, I the Colts are much better than I thought they were going to be. And people are like, yeah. what is, what do you mean? I'm like, they're better than I thought. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like they, okay. <laughs> we do that in March. 
And they didn't give me a lot of time to prepare that. So for a couple of them, I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I wish I would have been able to dig in. I don't think I would have moved Cleveland or I would have done a better job of moving around, but I still had the Cleveland still. Browns. Miss. I still had you guys missing the playoffs. I did not think I, again, like, I think you benefited from Deshaun being out. Isn't like I crazy? really do. Like, like if you Nick Four Chubb, days. no, obviously not. Like Nick Chubb is one of my favorite. See, Nick Chubb is one of my favorite players in the NFL. So if you would have told me Deshaun Watson was out, I would have like, I, you know, I might give them a few more wins. Like I, I, <laughs> I kind of like it, but it, it's a testament to you and it's a testament to Jim Schwartz. And from an outsider, as I look at, as I look at the other teams in the AFC and people always add like, who do you, who do you really like? I'm like, I, I go, I like Baltimore. Like I think Baltimore's mm-hmm. good and I like Lamar Jackson and I like some other pieces. And I know last week they finally got Zay flowers into the mix a little bit more. And they gave him some red zone targets, which is huge, but I don't, I don't know. Do they score enough? Are they explosive? I know it's a great game I for think. Lamar. But can they score against the Browns? And so when I'm looking at the AFC and people are, you know, I was, I think I was on with Rogers in Canada and they're like, hey, w- rank the AFC contenders, which to me is a really difficult thing to do because it's Baltimore. I really liked Miami before they lost uh, to the Titans, yeah. to the dreadful Titans. What a joke <laughs> of a franchise. No, I'm just, our producers are Titans yeah, fans. So that's, like, that's for their benefit. They're behind, yeah. they're on the other side of the camera, just gritting their teeth getting ready to cancel the show. (laughs) But I look at the Browns and I know that once we get closer to the playoffs and I'm assuming like they're going to continue after this week, they will continue to win. I look at a team like the Browns, like, yeah, this is a, this is a team that can make a run. Like, Mm -hmm. like one of those teams, because they run, as you said, they run the ball. Well, they play good defense. And to me, it really comes down to how healthy is the defense when they get to the playoffs. Yeah. And for you, you know, for an outsider, I'm like AFC championship. Yeah, I can oh see it. Like God. I have, I have no problem saying like, ah, AFC champ, like in, in the mix. Well, cause like, I think that one of the things that we saw about Miami was you can really frustrate them. And I know a lot of it was Tyreek Hill being out, but I think you can frustrate them. And if you limit a game and you shorten a game and you limit mm-hmm. them to five or six possessions instead of 12, like there's a real opportunity to really frustrate that team. I think the Browns have a, a really good opportunity to make a deep run of the playoffs. I know you're probably trying to temper your expectations, but how are, what's, what's the feel with the Browns fans? How are you guys thinking? Uh, always nervous and hand wringing Adam. Cause whenever it seems whenever anything good happens, like three things go bad. So we get a win and then we have, uh, we find out our starting left tackle, Jed Wills, who was supposed to come back, need another surgery. So he's gone for the year. Maurice Hurst, who did a nice job. He's number 90. He would do the old belly rub when he'd get the, get a sack. Yeah, He's out. IR. So he's gone too. Injuries keep... Grant Delpit, who just signed a contract extension. Tremendous young safety. He's going to miss at least two or three games. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, we know we can't have nice things. We never do as Browns fans. So it's everything's kind of just gravy. If mm-hmm. Can we keep overcoming? And this is... It is a winnable game against Chicago. But yeah. I got to say, hey, lots of Browns fans... We want Justin Fields to do well because of the Ohio State connection. Just not not too well this week. Yeah. And, Just you know, well. our guy Tyler Scott is an Ohio kid who grew up going to Browns games. Yes. So I'm sure that I'm I'm hopeful that you're rooting for him. I, um, yes. you know, he was, he was talking about that too, you know, like getting an opportunity to go back and play in Ohio in front of the hometown fans. I know that's going to be very special for him. Be cool. I, um, I always have, but I've always appreciated the Browns and, you know, 
the fans always great. I like, I actually like Cleveland as a city. I know people will be surprised. Amazing city. It is a fun city. Underrated because the downtown, you got the stadium downtown. There's the bars, there's East fourth, there's West third. You got the all around the state. Like it's, it's not like, let's say Buffalo where you're parking on some dude's lawn, paying 20 bucks and then you go home. Yeah. And jump through a table uh, on fire in a gravel parking lot. You know, like there's, there's stuff to do right in downtown Cleveland. Yeah, you know what? And I always like, and I know Canton's not necessarily near Cleveland, but I always love going to the Hall of Fame and everything about it. And I know you probably don't want me to praise Cincinnati, but that's a great city too. But uh, we'll leave that. I haven't been. I do want to go. You've never been to Cincinnati? No, I I want to go to Kentucky because I'm a bourbon guy, Adam. So I want to like, I think Cincinnati. You've never been to, this is insanity to me. How how far, what is it? Four hours? How far is it? Uh, it's four hours from Cleveland. I'm I'm based out of Toronto though, so I'm like I'm really. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I that's have to have an excuse. By the way, I'm going to tell you this, and we're not going to talk a lot of time on baseball because I know like Cubs fans are disappointed that they Otani didn't go there. Toronto fans are disappointed. So this does have a Chicago tie-in. Uh, Cleveland fans knew that he wasn't going there. No, I I'm firmly I firmly believe that MLB orchestrated Otani and made him go to the Dodgers. Like it's a David Stern moment. Like you're going to the Dodgers. Yeah. We can't have our marquee player in playing in Toronto. Maybe Chicago would have been okay, but like they probably made him. Now I think they wanted him on the West coast still. I think Otani wanted to stay on the West coast as yeah. well. So like, you got to go to the Dodgers and uh, for everybody who's like, well, he's, he's, he showed he's not about the money. Like he's still getting 680 million at the he, end of that country. He, yeah. It's about the money. It's um, about the money. <laughs> it is about the money, but I want to ask you though. So, I know how you guys are kind of pessimistic mm. about your Browns as an outsider looking at the Chicago bears over the last couple of weeks. What have you thought about them? Obviously they played a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've blown a couple of games. They probably should have won, but playing a lot better. What is an outsider's view of the Chicago bears right now? I think it's improvement. I think it's a case where you can't just look at the record. You can't look at the overall rankings on offense or defense and take it as a collective and think it's going to be a walk in the park. I think, you look at the line right now. What is it? Three point favorite Cleveland. Yeah. If you just look at the rankings, that's it's, even though. That's even because like that's even. A home team always gets yeah. three points. But if you just look at the record, you think ah touchdown or something. Vegas knows. Vegas knows this is going to be close. I think Montez Sweat and I heard you talking about, it and I totally agree. I love Montez Sweat coming out of the draft. Right when they show Adam the the like the silhouette when they show the guys running beside different quarterbacks. I'm like, yeah, this is a dangerous large man that can eat you. That is huge. And I think it's it's something where for Justin Fields, he's playing to either, you know, keep himself in Chicago or you be a top guy somewhere else. And he's improving. Um, Cole Komet's been great. I will have to say this, though. Yeah. Can you tell me about your damn running backs? Fantasy football, I got all three of them. I got Herbert, I got Johnson, and I got uh, Foreman. I don't know what the heck to do. You know, it's interesting. I'm sitting here looking at depth charts right now. And um, or there you go. So this oh, side of it. Hey. So it's funny because... You know, Deontay Foreman wasn't even playing at the beginning of the season. No. You know, they went with uh, Khalil Herbert. But I thought that Foreman coming into Chicago, and I've said this plenty of times in August, you know, the Bears had five games last season with a rusher who had 100 yards. And I think Justin Fields was two or three of them. David Montgomery was the other ones. Foreman had five on his own in half a season in Carolina. So it was kind of shocking to me that he didn't open up as the favorite for carries in Chicago. They went with the incumbent. They went with Khalil Herbert, the guy that they drafted. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that Foreman has kind of shown 
Like he is probably he is probably their best back. And I I've, I've been really impressed with what he's been able to do. So that's been a very difficult one. I do want to talk about Justin Fields though, because I know that you know besides the Ohio connection, you know it, there's a there's there's sort of a civil war going on with Bears fans who think that hey you know we should restart the clock, or which again I think it was the Swift Network who pointed out like obviously quarterbacks gets get paid the most money, but if you have a premier wide receiver like let's say a Marvin Harrison Jr. and a Darnell Wright and a what is going to probably be an elite pass rusher also mm-hmm. taken in this draft on rookie contracts like that kind of you can kind of you know kind of balance out not having yeah. your quarterback necessarily on a rookie contract and you know I don't think that you know Justin Fields is going to get guaranteed money he's not going to break the bank and so I think that you know so there's a there's a civil war you know of people that want to do it I have been saying I would rather keep Justin Fields build around him Bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. Bring in an elite pass rusher. I don't. I know that everybody says offensive line. I really do believe that the offensive line improvements need to be somewhere in the middle, because right. if you if we decide that Braxton Jones is that dude, and you don't want to flip him to right guard or something like that, because I think Tevin Jenkins is finally like locked in at left guard. Like let let's stop moving Tevin Jenkins around. Let's just let Tevin just Jenkins be left guard forever. I'm ready to sign the contract extension. And if you want to put Braxton on the right side at guard, fine, whatever it is. But I think that if you draft a center, you're probably going to be a lot better off. Um, So I I think that building with those pieces and knowing that Justin Fields is a good quarterback, that you just go with him. I mean, what do you think? Like, Do you think that Justin Fields is a good quarterback? Yes, I think he has the chance to become a better quarterback. Iberflus has got to be gone. Isn't he Adam 8-22 over two years? Got to be. Listen, I mean, if this if this team is has nine wins, it's going to be very difficult. Well, if, they, if they finish with eight wins, I think honestly, I've been in the firm camp of like, yeah, we might need to try a new coaching staff, and a new coaching staff might come in and say like, we want this quarterback, want a different guy, yeah, which happens, and I I understand it, and I I, I really do truly believe that Matt Eberflus has an opportunity to save his gig mm-hmm. because. This is going to be a very telling game. Remember, it's so funny. You know, Matt Nagy pretty much ruined his coaching career with the way the negligence that he almost that he displayed playing the Cleveland Browns. Like that game. I was at that game. Yeah. That was one of the ugliest games of yeah. all time. Like that pretty much cemented his his legacy. Like mm-hmm. and he was gone after that game. And I think that Matt Eberflus, I'm sure, is well aware of this and is like, you know what? I cannot do this. And, you know, even with the even with the Cleveland Browns being down, like some of the guys dinged up, Miles Garrett's dinged up. Mm-hmm. You went through the injuries that you've had on the defensive side of the football. You still have to protect Justin Fields. And please not to the point that you're throwing 40 screen passes, but still finding creative ways to help out Justin Fields and protect him. If the Bears play well, Win or lose. If they play well, like, okay. like It shows they haven't quit on them. Okay, that's good. And then you got Arizona, you got Atlanta, and then it's really going to come down to week 18. Now, this is probably going to frustrate a lot of Bears fans for even saying this, but if Matt Eberflus went out there and beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, he's coming back 100%. 
if they lose to the Browns, if they lose to the Cardinals and the Falcons, he's probably fired. So there's yeah. opportunity for him. And I'm willing to I'm willing to keep it open because again, it's not necessarily a great thing when you keep resetting all the time. You can't constantly Cleveland knows that, man. Home you know, and so yeah. like if and listen, I've said this before. I I you can go back and see the memes and see the 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 reels, the IG store, whatever it is. I've been very vocal about like Matt Eberflus has not shown me anything that says that he should return for a third season as the as the coach of the Chicago Bears. But at the same time, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because they listen, you're not blowing him out because like you know, Carmen, you know, talked about this too. Like, who is the person on this staff that is going to be the coach if you blow him out? Now the Raiders got lucky right. with Antonio Pierce. I don't know that there's anybody like that with the Chicago Bears. And unless you're going to do a thing where you bring in Mike Singletary to coach the team or like you the, know, Colts yeah. like the Colts did, <laughs> at least at least Singletary's coached <laughs> in the NFL. He's been an NFL yeah. head coach. Yeah. Uh, I think the better example would have been like Olin Cruz. So like something like that. So why not give him a chance? And listen, I'm willing to be a big enough person to say that if Matt Eberflus gets us close nine wins automatic eight mm-hmm. wins with a victory over the Packers in week 18. He's coming back. Luke Getze, uh willing to I'm, I'm even starting to come around a little bit on him and I've really mm-hmm. liked the mature. You, you know, you were talking about Joe Flacco and I think that's such an underrated quality for quarterbacks like Joe Flacco is secure enough in himself of like, I've won a super bowl. I'm a veteran coming in here. I can throw the ball away once in a while. Yeah. And I thought that there was a play last week against Detroit where Justin Fields, like he had, he showed his escapability. He was not going to take a safety. So he danced out of it. He did his thing, protected the football, picked up a third down with a 23 yard scamper or something of, you know, 20 plus yard scamper. But there was also a play where like the guy had him and Justin just wore it and just took the sack and it pushed him back a little bit. I think it set up the fourth and 13. And it might have said it might have been the, the play, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, that set up the touchdown. But like he took the sack and it was a very, uh, a very mature sack, which is kind of a weird way to put because the defense is playing well enough to where, like, hey, like, okay, like we, we can, can stop hate. Detroit. We can stop Detroit. Like it's, it's right. okay. And I right. think like that's what you want to see this week is that, you know what? You're playing a tough team, you're playing a tough defense. And so you can go out there and maybe you got to punt once in a while. But I think our defense is playing well enough that like we should not fear that Joe Flacco is just going to necessarily march down the field. No disrespect to Joe Flacco, of course. Right. No, as well, and the thing is, the Browns have struggled against mobile quarterbacks this year, even as most recently as Russell Wilson, who we don't necessarily consider your, your, your true mobile quarterback. But he was able to run. And so Jim Schwartz, that's been a, a kink that this defense hasn't been able to get a handle of overall this season. So that'll be interesting. Have they, are they able to figure out how to contain Justin Fields? Cause if you don't, uh, you can lock down DJ Moore and Cole commit to a point, but if Justin yeah. Fields is running wild on you and you mix in those bunch of running backs it could still be a long day. Yeah, it is one. Of, it, it is a really interesting um, matchup mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see. And I think again, going back to, a lot of these guys, because they've been talking about Justin Fields, like, hey, Justin Fields is playing for his job. I'm like, of the three guys, of the three, where are my hands? Jeez Louise. Uh, of the three guys, Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus, and Luke Getze, mm-hmm. I always felt like Justin was the most secure. 
I feel like we've seen enough out of Justin Fields to be like, you can win. Now, I know there's a lot of people. There's a lot of Bears fans who don't agree with this. Uh, one of my one of my friends, Jeremy Paul, who's in the comments on a lot of these IG things and on the, the, the channel here. Running quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls. I'm like, well, John Elway won a couple. Steve Young won one. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Like, but Justin, at his core, is a pocket passer who just has the ability to run. It's like right. being Hugh Jackman, like, hey, or Paul Newman, who is a a great actor who can also make some fine popcorn. He can also race cars. He has other skills. Salad dressing, I believe, too. Salad dressing. Yeah. And I feel like that's Justin Fields, which is, again, why I would rather just go out. And, like, I'm almost to the point, too. Like, I'll take Marvin Harrison first overall. I don't, I DGAF. Unless you get New England to want to jump up or you have it. Like, you can't fall too far because you can't let the Cardinals get in front of you. But I think the Cardinals would be in play for Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Because you got Carolina's pick top. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You might have to do it. And if if they decide, depending on – there's so many ifs. But if yeah. whoever's in charge decides, all right, we're going to go Justin Fields, build around the kid, give him more than one and a half weapons, yeah. and build around him, then I'm with you. It's like, okay, why don't we just take the guy we want, Harrison, come back at wherever you are, five, seven, eight, and take whatever, right? Yeah. And, and just keep building that way. Yeah, what do you think too? Because I, I again, coming from an outsider's perspective, because people talk, talk about this all the time, like the Bears are really blowing this tanking. I'm like, why would you tank mm. if you're one game out of a playoff berth? Like, I was there's just no, looking at that. Yeah, like it's like, it's it's crazy to me. And Carolina's already tanking for us. Like we don't need multiple tank. We don't need multiple tank jobs going on. What uh, a terrible. Oh, Carolina, what a what a disaster. Yeah. Oh. Well, that is what I keep saying. And like for even last year, people were talking about Bryce Young, like, oh, the Bears should just take Bryce Young and reset their quarterback clock and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so let me ask you this. Would you rather be the franchise that has Bryce Young or would you rather be the franchise that has Justin Fields, uh, DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, and the first overall pick, presumably? Uh, I think the Bears fleeced them on that yeah. one. Oh, and- total fleece. And Bryce Young stinks. That's the yeah. other benefit. It's not like you're like, oh man, yeah. no, you should have taken like, CJ Stroud and that's it. Yeah. People are. Yeah. Like the, the, the hindsight on that one is pretty severe. I remember doing a thing on NFL total access where I was making the case for CJ Stroud doing a oh, little yeah. hype video in the, my, my kind of way of like doing this hype video. And uh, people were like, give it a rest. Nobody would take CJ Stroud over Bryce young. Like, okay. I would have. Okay. pal. Yeah, uh, I, I was with you the whole way. I was pounding the table with you, Adam, because do you want to take a chance on a 6'3", 215 guy or a chance on a guy generously 5'9"? Sammy and the and the guys here saw him at the combine. Yeah. They're remember. like, that guy's not 5'9". No. He looks like the kicker out there. Yes. He looks like, like it the, is. <laughs> take your, that, is, that is the thing, too, in there, and I, I know it's always a Ohio – well, the, the whole Ohio State quarterback narrative – is going to be a thing of the past because even if you don't want to include Joe Burrow, hmm. who played quarterback at Ohio State, you still got to say CJ Stroud's good. And oh, yeah. if, at some point, you got to stop lying to yourselves and say that Justin Fields is good. So, 
Okay. So in, in, in any event, I, I know that we're, we've, we've started to exceed our time here and I want to thank, I guess I'm not thank cause it's your time as well. It's, it's uh, our I time. Was, yeah. It was our time because this is a collab. And yeah. so I, um, I, 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 I was put off with the way you were demanding the time though. Cause <laughs> like here are the, cause I, I got a note from our producers. They're like, here are the times that work for it. Here are the times that work for Andy. That's right. What about the times right. that work for me? No. That's the times it works for Money Mac here, baby. Okay, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Andy Mac, Namara. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? What is your um? What is your uh? You know, if you're kind of like obviously you're picking the Browns, but how do you yeah. see this one playing out? Yeah. Well, first, I always appreciate your time, Adam. You're awesome, and I love you. Um, I think we look at this one. I think it's going to be more high scoring than people might think. I know that the, at this time of year, it's kind of like oh, 17 four. I think that these guys, Joe Flacco's thrown the ball 44 and 45 times. And if he's scoring touchdowns the way he is, you're going to just have to keep pace. And we've seen the Bears click. And I think Justin Fields is going to have a day on the ground. Um, so I'm thinking Browns win it. I'm looking like a 30-27. Like, I think it's Interesting. a higher scoring game than people think. I would, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but one of the things the Bears have done really nice over the last couple of weeks, and it'll be interesting because this is, even against the Vikings, you know, the Bears did a really nice job of controlling the clock, mm. uh, winning the battle in the time of possession. So I'm curious if they do that again, but I do think that they'll score a few more points that people will be giving them credit for. I do think that, you know, with the way that they played the Vikings a couple of weeks ago, that I think that they will take some shots, but it's going to be somebody like Tyler Scott who ends up being the dude who they kind of get in these one-on-one matchups and get an opportunity to get the ball down the field to him. And so I have this one very close. I have 24-21. Again, a little bit more scoring than people are probably right. expecting because I think that both defenses have been playing pretty well, but there are some injuries. Uh, and, you know, you were talking about the, Brown, uh, the Browns injuries and Gakway, of course, being put on IR on Wednesday, you know, was was big news in Chicago. So, right. you know, like we've, the Bears have had their injuries, but that's like the biggest one. But a lot of the guys uh, seem pretty healthy right now. So it's been not as bad as it could be. Cole Komet too, Adam. Cole Komet too. Browns yeah. can't cover can't cover tight ends for like 15 years in a row. I think Cole Komet has for fantasy purposes. Those the fantasy. Not that you wouldn't start Cole Komet, but start Cole Komet. Get Cole Komet into your lineup. Yeah. Make sure you're on Underdog Fantasy. And before we go, I want to let everybody know that if you're in the Chicago area, the place to watch the games is Game Room Chicago. It is an awesome place. It has all the bar games that you would love: uh, uh, ski ball, shuffleboard, pop a shot, and best of all it has plenty of room to watch your favorite games including the chicago bears who are on the road this week with a menu featuring michelin starred chef mari katsumura's snack foods there are beer towers a weekend bloody mary bar signature shareable craft cocktails and so much more game room chicago is the place to be to watch this epic matchup between the browns and the bears and i know that it'll be a highly contested battle between these two teams uh, the Browns obviously playing not only for a playoff spot, but possibly the AFC North, the Chicago Bears back into the playoff race. But once this week is over, we can go back to liking each other. Yes. I think uh, I, I, a team that I really admire, I, I, honestly, I do like the, I, I do love the city of Cleveland. I love the fans. I know a lot of them are upset with me, and that's fine. Hopefully, this will help. This will uh, help mend some fences a little bit. I'm not that bad of a guy. I He's listen, guy. I, I've admitted that I was wrong. I listen. I what love Joe Flacco, and I think you're a good team. And wait till the playoff picks start, because you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the Browns a lot. So I Let's can't go. wait for that. Let's go.
So, uh, so thanks to everybody who joined us here for this very special sick podcast collab. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Have a great, uh, football weekend, bear down. And then whatever your little catchphrase is. Browns against the world. Babe. I got Browns the shirt. There yeah. it is. Browns against the world. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks everybody. Appreciate you being here. And Sammy, why don't you go ahead and play us out? And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcast.